What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Hungry for Success podcast. I'm your host, Michael Phelps. This has been a super weird week for me, guys. Uh, I've been pretty much MIA on social media. Uh, this episode is a little late, and uh, I, it's because I've been sick for about seven days. This is legitimately probably the first thing I've done in that time. And uh, unfortunately, I did test positive for COVID-19, and uh, this has been crazy, but I am getting better. It's taken me three takes so far to record this intro because I get out of breath, um, but we're making it, getting better every day, and I'll be fine in no time. With that said, this episode, I got to sit down and talk to Sarah about her uh, incredible transformation, and the coolest part about it is, is so I'm in the middle of nowhere, Kentucky, and Sarah is in uh, Tel Aviv, Israel, so there's a huge um, cultural difference, a big gap between us, but, you know, we're both on the same mission to get healthier, to lose weight, and to help other people do the same. The thing that really stuck out to me about Sarah's journey is the is the group that she started, the women's group, where they interview, you know, female jiu-jitsu athletes and powerlifters and all different sorts of people to help other women trying to do exactly what she's doing. So make sure you guys check Sarah out on uh, social media. If you're a woman and you would like to be part of her group, um, message her on there and she'll get you pointed in the right direction. With that said, thank you guys for listening. Uh, share the show if you like it. Uh, here is Sarah. Sarah, how are you? I'm good. How are you, Michael? I'm doing great. It's been uh, a little bit of a crazy day and with our major time zone differences here we've had um uh, a little hard time scheduling so what time is it for you right now um 8.04 p.m it's so, 8.04 for but, you and it is one o'clock in the afternoon for me so it's uh definitely a big difference definitely uh thanks for your flexibility with this i know i uh, made you go crazy with the time change and everything but like we made it work on a sunday so hey we made it work and that is all that matters i'm super (laughs) i'm super happy to um have you on the show and uh i do think it's cool that um you know we really couldn't be farther apart so i'm in kentucky you want to tell the listeners where you're at uh i'm based in tel aviv in israel well, actually, like technically, I just moved to the suburbs of Tel Aviv in a small town called Givat Shmuel, uh, which is 17 minutes away drive from the main city, Tel Aviv. But uh, I'm I'm based um, in Israel, <laughs> so that, I don't know how far that makes it, but I know it's like a 10-hour plane ride to New York City. I <laughs> know, um, don't know how far you are from New York, for example. <laughs> uh, pretty far. <laughs> pretty far down south from new york so um it is kind of cool though that uh you know it it just goes to show that people um all around the world essentially are um we have different cultures different languages all this different stuff but a lot of us are on the same kind of journey when it comes to health and fitness and getting stronger and um you know, it's cool to see that and be able to talk to you and find out some of our shared experiences Definitely. So before we get too far into it, I do want to ask you, um, you know, a major topic here is um, COVID-19 and how that's affecting everyone. How uh, how has that affected you and your, um, you know, your fitness and health journey? Has it has it uh, affected you in any way? 
Um, so the way it's affecting me, well, I guess we'll talk more about this later, but like I'm addicted to like CrossFit at this point in my journey. <laughs> and um, I've been addicted to like the community of CrossFit. So I used to like start my day at 8, 8 a.m. with my CrossFit group where like 10 people that we saw each other every single day and started the day in a, like a positive way together. Um, and at this point, uh, it's not happening anymore. Um, the gyms are technically technically closed. And um, although we still have this like community feeling through like Zoom workouts and outdoor workouts and, you know, WhatsApp groups and so forth, it's not the same as like meeting these people like every single day and starting my day off, you know, on the right foot. So um um it's definitely changed but i'm still proud of myself that i've been um i kept going i built like different communities around my uh, around myself that like helped me continue so uh, out of these 10 you know kind of crossfit crew were 10 people out of these 10 people were four that um kept going and uh working out together so uh, we had like morning Zoom workouts or like we, we we meet outdoors to go for runs or things like that. So uh, in terms of fitness, because I had built that like community, uh, thank God. And um, I w I've been able to, you know, c continue with uh, with my journey. Um, for me, a community, a community was like really strong. And aside from uh, the CrossFit community and, and the four girls, my, my four CrossFit girls, I also have my Instagram community and, and you guys where, you know, like um, we keep each other motivated. And um, a lot of times I, if I feel like not working out, I see, you know, like the workouts that you guys did, like either on your morning or your evenings. And I wake up to these like awesome, you know, like um, you know, Instagram posts and I'm like, okay, I'm going out. I need to show them that, you know, I I'm also like with them and, and, and this whole community feeling that has really like helped me, you know, uh, go through COVID. Yeah. That's, you know, that's awesome. Mm -hmm. I love people who are, um, resilient, you know, and, and keep going kind of, uh, no matter, um, what the situation is, what the factors are. And, um, you know, it sounds like you're one of those people, like this is a pandemic and a lot of people had, uh, two choices to make either let their journey, let their fitness and health go by the wayside or to get better. And it seems like you were able to make the right decision and you did so using the tools that you had at your, at your disposal. So zoom and all these different things, and you were able to build your community, which is, seems to be what is a big deal to you. Um, so yeah. I just want to say that I think that's awesome. And I'm really glad that um, you've been able to do that. But I definitely right now would like to um, kind of jump into your story and let the listeners know a little bit about you and, you know, what you've been through, kind of the struggles you face and, and how you've got to where you are now. Okay. So actually, I don't know if you know this, but I was actually raised, uh, born and raised in Montreal in Canada. Okay. <laughs> and I moved to Israel about uh, 17 years ago. Um, I've, I studied software engineering in Canada and then came here for an internship. I fell in love with the country, then fell in love with my husband, then gets good. So I got stuck here. <laughs> and fast forward 17 later, years later. So um, uh, I'm the mommy of a seven-year-old prince and uh, we live here. 
Um, so I, I was, since I can remember, like I think I see pictures of like grade one even, uh, I was always like the overweight kid in the class. Like I've always been overweight. And uh, so from a very young age, I was surrounded by people that encouraged me to lose weight. Um, and I remember like my first like Weight Watchers meeting, uh, I was around like 10 years old when I went to it. Like, so imagine like um, a, smart, a small 10 year old child, like going to a Weight Watchers meeting where all of these like 20 and 40, from, there was like like women from 20 to 40 year olds range maybe like they were all like in a different stage in their lives but I was in these like support groups kind of like listening to their struggles around weight and I was exposed to what we call now like diet culture from like a really really like young age so um, I was also always like a very active like you can consider myself like a tomboy so like <laughs> Um, I was always outdoors, like, uh, even if I was overweight, I was always, like, hanging out with, you know, playing basketball with the boys, skateboarding, like, swimming, like, I, I wasn't attracted to what they call, like, gir girly activities, <laughs> I was always, like, you know, with a ball in, 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 in my hands, and um, always um, very active, since a very young age, and even, like, at, at my highest weight like it, I made the college basketball team at like 270 pounds just to let you know like how active I was I was wow. very like skilled in, in 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 sports but at the same time like being exposed to like diet culture so early like they kind of like killed gave me like a love-hate relationship with like working out and moving my body which is like really unfortunate because you know like I remember maybe like at 12 years old I would like go out with my friends to the park, play like a full day, a full Sunday of basketball and really enjoy myself. But at the end of the day, like, you know, go on the scale and figure out if I had like lost weight from playing basketball. Like it's only like after like years and years later that I really figured out that like weight loss, I personally, for my body, weight loss has like almost nothing to do with working out. Uh, most of my weight loss come from you know closing my mouth or like from the nutrition that I put in my in my mouth and not like um uh, working out and it's like really unfortunate that like those that diet culture kind of like screwed up the love of like you know moving my body for me at such a long a uh, early age and it took like a lot of years and a lot of um knowledge to start loving uh, moving my body again and um, aside from that aside from movement I I personally tried like every single diet there was <laughs> since I was exposed to diet culture like really young so I think I tried like Weight Watchers maybe 16 times I <laughs> uh, started tried <laughs> and started like Beachbody maybe you know like the 21 day fix like cup things I tried Yep. maybe like five times like we have this other types of diet here called it's another type of like weight watchers but like israeli style okay. i might have tried it also three times i tried to be vegan i tried to be vegetarian i even tried something called the sandwich diet like, like <laughs> eat sandwiches the whole day i really tried everything <laughs> and it really like you know never never worked for my body these types of like restrictive diet diets only kind of 
made me develop like a bad relationship with food. I categorized food as, as like good foods or bad foods. And when I ate the bad foods, I felt like really bad about it. And then it kind of triggered like this, like a few bad days of like bad emotional eating because I didn't feel good with myself. And that's how personally, like the weight like kept on creeping up by like trying these diets, being restrictive, like X amount of days, feeling at them, feeling bad, and then piling on weight from like eating after feeling bad that I failed. I think that's basically my story. And how I got to my highest weight, I think, was 280 pounds. Um, and um, at the same time, I was big. It's hard to, um, to explain why, but I I wasn't so affected by my weight. Like I had, I don't want to say that I had self confidence because I think like I was like more neutral. <laughs> Um, I wasn't bothered by my weight, but I wasn't like unhappy about it either. I think it's because I, I grew up like um, in a culture, like I'm a Jewish a Jewish Orthodox. And in terms of like uh, culture, the way, we, for example, we, we dress, we dress very modestly. Like, so I never had like this need to like, you know, show my arms or like wear shorts or like wear like tank tops or like any even now that I lost weight, I have some excess like skin in my arms. Um, I'm not even thinking of surgery because like, I don't think I'll ever wear tank tops because of the culture that I'm in. So I'm like never going to like be showing skin. <laughs> so in that, that aspect, I, I, I didn't feel so bad about like, you know, what I was wearing and also like culturally, like you don't start really like dating in all culture unless you want to get married so I didn't have that that like you know issue with like dating and like guys not liking me and things like that like I wasn't really like exposed to that I know for and and for some reason like growing up I know a lot of like overweight kids like they struggle with bullying like for example yeah. my husband was like really like bullied a lot when he was growing up and he had like a hard time with it but for I was very lucky to grow up but like in a community that that didn't have bullying. Um, so at that, I'd never really had an issue with my weight. I think that really created like a why, like like why you want to lose this weight? Why do you want to focus? Like um, until I started having um, health issues <laughs> uh, related to my weight. So. Um, um, my 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 weight loss like journey was really triggered uh by by my health um and throughout my life like the doctors had always told me like you know like if you continue with this weight eventually like you're going to have this like these problems like you're gonna have high blood pressure you're gonna have diabetes you're gonna like develop all these issues when uh, when you uh, grow older that you won't be able to come back to so you need to start like losing weight but I was like never really listening to the doctors because like these health issues never came and I think it, it could have been part of the fact that like um I was pretty active so I was like avoiding it and like my body like kind of was able to maintain a status quo <laughs> mm -hmm. um but when I got pregnant it's like everything like all the health issues that 
everyone had ever warned me about like they just came <laughs> at me at once <laughs> that's kind of the worst time right <laughs> exactly um so so I developed like really high blood pressure all of a sudden while I was pregnant. I developed just adjustinal diabetes. Like I had to like get insulin shots every day. And uh, not sure if you're familiar, but when you have high blood pressure, you uh, when you're pregnant, you have to get into this mode of like high risk pregnancy. And I was being checked like on ultrasounds like every 10 days um, to see that the baby was doing fine. And eventually I developed this, um, this condition called preeclampsia, mm -hmm. which is basically happens to like women with high blood pressure, uh, obese women while they're, while they're uh, pregnant. And because of my weight and because of preeclampsia, I had to give birth early. Um, so my son was born at week 32 at a very, very premature date and a very low weight because of all the issues that I had. Like he was born at um, 1.4 kilos. I think it's like about three pounds. Yeah. And I saw him, you know, like fight for his life, you know, at the first six weeks of his life. And I felt like really, really, really guilty about it. Um, so that was really like the first time where I like, I said, whoa, <laughs> Yo, I need to take care of my health. Like, I need to, you know, this is important. Like, these people weren't kidding with me. And this is basically the point where I started to, like, really take my health into my own hands and, and try to really lose weight. And have and I finally found a why. Like, I needed to, like, be there for my son and be, be healthy. And if, God willing, I had, like, more kids later on that I didn't want them to go through what my son had once gone through um yeah <laughs> I, that's a that is a lot to handle at one time you know because i do try to ask everybody on the show what started your journey and a lot of them either say um health issues or the birth of a child like those are like the <laughs> the two biggest motivating factors and you had both at the exact same time so you know you're you're dealing with i want to get healthy because i you know, don't want to affect my child's life in a negative way. But then you're also like, I want to live to be around for my child. So I mean, that's a very powerful why. So, mm -hmm. you know, whenever you're kind of, you know, smacked in the face with that, and you're, you know, you're woken up, what is your first step towards getting healthy? Like, so what's like the first thing you did? So I like tried the conventional ways, let's say, to start losing weight again. I told myself that, like, okay, I'll try, like, another round of, you know, Beachbody, another round of Weight Watchers, and see, like, you know, if I can do it myself. If, if, if now I have, like, a big why, if I focus, you know, if, I, if I'm able to, to focus, I'll be able to lose weight. But honestly, like, it still didn't work for me, even with my big why. I think over the years, it was a mixture of like, I fudged up, sorry for the F word, but I fudged up my like metabolism with all of these like, you know, diets that I tried and, and, and went out of and tried again. And it was really, really hard for me to lose weight. Mm -hmm. uh, and at the same, and, and also um, had developed such like bad, like relationship with food, like 
with every diet that you try, like they have like this certain concept of how you can lose weight and some foods are bad and some foods are good. So once you do all diets, at, at the end of the day, you have like a relationship with all types of foods. Like I tried the vegan diet, so meats were bad. So mm-hmm. in the back of my head, meat is always bad. But then I tried, you know, like Atkins diet and like carbs are bad. So in the back of my head, you have meat and carbs that are bad. It's like <laughs> everything was like mixed up, you know, at this point. I, I was not succeeding because I was not, I wasn't able to focus and I wasn't able to completely be, be, be restrictive in these types of diets. Um, and it, it actually, my initial trigger was, was the birth of my son, but it took another like six years of more <laughs> medical issues that kept on creeping up. Um, I can tell you about them. Like after preeclampsia, I started, you know, uh, having like eye issues. Um, I developed this um, issue called uveitis. It's like an inflammation in the eyes and you slowly but surely like uh, start losing your sight. Mm-hmm. And then I had you had to take steroids to like, um, you know, get over the uveitis. But again, the doctor's like, you know, if you lose weight, like this type of thing wouldn't happen. I also, again, like um, had glaucoma that, that was caused by the uveitis because if you take steroids, then it, it hires your like uh, pressure in the eye. And that also doctors told me, by the way, you know, if you lost weight, the glaucoma would be a lot better. Mm-hmm. Um, after the pregnancy, the, the blood pressure never went down and it kept on going up to like really scary levels. Like at some, sometimes I like, went to the hospital because I thought like, you know, I couldn't like breathe properly and, and it was all about the high blood pressure and, and anxiety. So, um, again, they, they recommended to lose weight and, and I, uh, at the, the kind of the straw that broke the camel's back is when I had this condition called pseudo tumor cerebri. I think you heard it from one of our other guests, uh, one of your other guests. I had the same thing where, uh, my brain, um, developed like this excess fluid um and it caused like pressure against my eyes and I just and I was uh, losing sight my sight again and that's a condition called PTC and it only happens to overweight women uh between the ages of 30 and 40 (laughs) it was like you have this condition because you're an overweight woman and that basically like during this whole time, during these six years, I kept on having all these medical conditions and I was still trying to lose weight the old fashioned way. And once I developed PTC, I was like, okay, that's it. I'm having weight loss surgery. Like I cannot fight this anymore. I just want to lose weight and I don't care like how I do it, but I want to lose weight now. (laughs) I want to be healthy now. So I was fighting the weight loss surgery for a very long time. Um, because one, because I was so active, I thought I could do it myself. Like, because I was like, you know, like during this whole time, while I I'm telling you of all these medical issues, I was still like, I started like weightlifting. I was still like, you know, playing basketball, like three times a week. Like I, I play for the women's league in, in Israel. So I play for our city, Givash Mueren. We have, we have two practices every week. Uh, and we have a game every week. So I, w- I was weightlifting and, and playing basketball three times a week, you know, for long hours. I, I, I really thought I could like do it myself, but, but all these medical conditions made, 
me realize that even if I could do it myself, I didn't have or have time or want to take the time to do it myself. And I really wanted to have this tool of this weight loss surgery to, to help me kind of jump jumpstart this process and, and and help me, you know, reset my metabolism. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. So I ended up having weight loss surgery. Um and that was basically the best uh, decision of my life. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. it sounds like it. Like you tried um, a lot of different of the traditional methods to get where it was at. Like if your nutrition was correct and your um, exercise is correct. But, you know, like you said, those things were super restrictive. And then that leads to um, overeating. So you know, where are you at nutritionally now? Like what does your, um, diet nutrition kind of look like? So at the moment, I'm like always changing my macros around to see like what my body, uh, responds to most, but it's, it's not at all restrictive. So I, I mostly try to have as much like protein as possible because I've had weight loss surgery. Like I have like uh, I'm two years out, so I can eat a substantial amount, but I'm still like pretty restrictive. So I try to really, really concentrate on the protein. Um, and um, and then have enough carbs, carbs to be able to, you know, sustain the amount of like cardio I'll need to do. Like we don't play basketball anymore because of Corona. But like when I was playing basketball, I, I was eating maybe... A, 120 grams of carbs per day uh now i'm at about like 70 to 90 i'm i'm really not like that restrictive i i i i try to like go mostly for the protein add some carbs and like minimal amount of fats but like if one day i'll have you know a lot of fat like i won't like kill myself for it i'd never want to go back to like the, vis- the vicious cycle of like feeling bad that I broke a certain diet and then going back and like overeating for weeks and weeks and weeks. I, I don't have that mentality anymore. I'm a lot more compassionate with myself than before. I try to do my best like every single day and try to improve myself and like learn from my mistakes. And I know that I'll make mistakes because like I'm a human. <laughs> yeah. And like the biggest, like the biggest, like, I don't know, involvement, I think. I, I have made with this like weight loss surgery is like to have like compassion for myself and like to really understand that it's okay to fail. And, and even like sometimes like it's better to fail so that you can learn what is best for you while failing. Yeah. So what made you um, make that switch? Because that's a pretty big um, mental, emotional switch is being able to um, be compassionate on yourself whenever you're a person who, um, is very hard on yourself and holds yourself to a high standard. So how were you kind of able to make that switch? And like, do you have tips for anyone who, um, is bad about beating themselves up, negative self-talk, that kind of thing? First of all, like, I think like weightlifting, like took a really big toll on this. How how do you say it in English? Like it had a big, like impact on me positively and on all my confidence. Uh, so I started like weight weightlifting a little bit before I had surgery. Okay. So, uh, but I continued like uh, right after. So weightlifting and CrossFit, and and 
even though I was like very active before, I was active in what I called like like junk cardio, like you know, like being on a treadmill for like an hour or like play, playing basketball. It's like fun, fine, but like it's still like just cardio. I wasn't like really like strength training or 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 lifting weights or 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 working towards performance. I was working towards like lowering the number of the scale or lowering the no, like hiring the number of calories I'm burning like during a workout. I was never going towards like being more confident or like improving my skills so when I started with like weightlifting I discovered and CrossFit I discovered this like whole like field in sports or like community and CrossFit where people really like didn't care about the number of the scale like everyone showed up every single day to improve themselves and improve their performance so um and I slowly but surely started to like adopt this mentality. So I really like started not caring about like the scale and not caring about like how I looked. I cared more about like, ooh, can I attempt, you know, a stand up standing on my arms today? Or how do you say stand up? Yeah, <laughs> or okay. can you can I attempt like holding myself on the bar or like how much can I squat today? Like and uh, during weightlifting, like you have like every single day, you have these like non-scale victories or there's these personal records that can happen because every day you're getting stronger. Like on the first day, like, for example, like maybe a year ago, I couldn't even hold myself for five seconds on the bar. And now I can like, you know, hold myself for like two minutes or I can do like half a pull up even. So yeah. like every single day there's like these um these things that you can be proud of yourself and um that really helped me like build my confidence and being a little bit more compassionate about with myself in general because like i was like i i started excelling and being proud of myself in in other places in life so i think like weightlifting also made me be more confident in other areas in my life so like I'm a software like consultant and sometimes like I have to deal with really like mad clients that like, you know, the software doesn't work. And like just like the few hours before I like, you know, like like lifted or squatted 75 kilos. So I'm like, Ugh, I just, you know, I can deal with you. I just, <laughs> you know, I just like weight lifted like you're you. <laughs> yeah so it really I builds mean, your confidence. There, Yeah, there's <laughs> nothing in my opinion. There's nothing more there's nothing that makes you more confident than being strong. Like mm -hmm. just that feeling and know that you can, it makes you like when you can physically carry your own weight, it makes you feel like you can emotionally carry your own weight. And when you can push your body um, to the limits, like when you just like realize like what your body is capable of and like what your mind is capable of it, you know, it kind of opens like a whole new world for you. Like makes you feel so much better and not doubt yourself as much. Um, in that type of thing and it carries over into other parts of your life and i think it was cool that you talked about you know your crossfit community and not caring about like the number on the scale mm -hmm. i don't do crossfit um my wife does a little bit um but what it seems to me from like outside looking in is like with the crossfit community how you earn their respect and their confidence is not by like the number on the scale, but by the effort that you put forth, right? If you go yeah. and you work hard and you're committed, like that's how you get their respect. Just by showing up, like you're doing the same workout 
as the other like experienced athletes. Like every CrossFit workout can be modified for any level. So you're not only competing, like you're competing with yourself because you want to improve and be able to like modify a little bit less each time, but you also are not competing, but you also have like this motivation with like better athletes around you that are doing the same exact workout that you're doing. And you have this motivation to do it one day as good as they're doing. You know what I mean? Like I want to one day be able to do this pull up with like my friend Ricky is doing it. And when I, for example, was able to like, you know, hold myself for like more than five seconds, you don't understand like how the community cheered me up because cheered me on because it, it felt like their own win at the same time. Like they were help. They're here, like going through this journey with me and each like personal win that I have, I have like a cheerleading squad behind me, like really like <laughs> happy for me. So it's amazing. And then it, it helps you um, stay accountable because you don't, you don't want to let those people down. Definitely. But yeah. also like, um, so when I had like by, by bariatric surgery, like I also kind of like found out like why muscle like on a person's body is like so important. Mm-hmm. Things that I didn't know before. So like when you have bariatric surgery, like your stomach, your stomach is reduced to 10%. So you're not able to eat, eat much the first year post-surgery. And what surprised me is that like the medical professionals insisted that I would only consume protein for the first year post-surgery. Like I don't, they were like, I don't care what you eat. I need you to put protein in your mouth. And I don't care if you eat vegetables. I don't care if you eat carbs, just make sure you eat protein. And you know, with all these diets that I did in the past, like my whole life, I had learned that like veggies were the most important food to put in your body. So what was so special in, about protein, you know? Mm-hmm. And when I started asking questions to the doctors, they explained to me that like the body needs protein in order to like conserve muscle and while losing weight in, in order to stay healthy, it was imperative to make sure to keep and maintain my muscle mass. And you know, that made me, try to research even more like what's so important about the muscle mass like why do these doctors like want me to keep my muscle like and not like like reduce fat like I thought the whole point was like we want you to get rid of your fat not like return and conserve like your muscle mass and mm-hmm. um, and I started like really to understand that like the true essence of muscle is like far beyond like looking great in a bikini and like feeling you know strong and like you know it's 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 really like, like when you look at the science, like muscle is actually like the largest organ in our body and it's considered in the medical field, like as the organ of longevity, like the muscle organ is like responsible for like your resting metabolic rate, for example. So it helps Mm -hmm. you like burn calories at rest. Um, It's actually an endocrine organ. So like it contracts and secretes things like proteins. And these proteins, you know, can help like reduce like inflammation in your body. Um, it can reduce, you know, a glucose in your body. Like it's like the largest site for glucose disposal and it prevents like conditions like diabetes and Alzheimer's. I can talk about this like all day. I don't know if <laughs> this is boring you. <laughs> no, this is not boring me at all, but I do have a question. So they, um, they don't teach you about you know, your muscles being part of your endocrine system or it boosting your base metabolism rate or any of this stuff in 
software development school, right? So, <laughs> how, you know, like if you're someone who um, say you are very overweight or just a little overweight and you're trying to make a change, but you have like no clue about any of this stuff because like the average person here in America has literally no clue. So where, you know, like where did you find this stuff? Um, what kind of like resources, like, did you have available to you? Um, how have you been able to educate yourself like this? Mostly like online. First of all, I've, I started, um, following this doctor called, uh, Dr. Gabrielle Lyon. I'm not sure if you ever heard about her, but she's like absolutely, absolutely so motivating. And she's, her field is uh, muscle centric medicine. So she is, um, is focused on educating people on um, the importance of muscles. And through her, I was able to, you know, kind of um, be in touch with other doctors that she works with in the same field and kind of like learn and add their research that they were posting and so forth each time. And I really got interested in that, in that field through that. And that, that's what also made me like focus on, on muscle and, and trying to like, teach other women and especially of the importance of muscle like as the organ of longevity like this I've, I've i've also learned that like when you get sick or when you get older um in geriatrics they like evaluate if you're going to make it by you know the amount of muscle that you have on your body like hmm. the more muscle you have on your body the more chances you have of like you know getting over a sickness or, or old age and so forth. And I thought, like, why is this not more, you know, um, talked about? Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's, um, that that's one thing that I always talk to people about. Like, I'm not an expert by any means, but mm-hmm. the thing is, like, whenever people want to start dieting, the first thing they do or want to lose weight, should I say, the first thing they do is usually um, start going for walks, jump on a treadmill, um, Mm -hmm. do HIIT exercises, and they're just, they kill themselves with cardio. And, you know, in my, you know, just the way I view it, that just seems kind of backwards, right? Like, I, I just think you should work on your nutrition first and foremost, and then secondly, mm-hmm. um, start building muscle because mm-hmm. um, start strength training because the way you're going to be able to feel better and eat more food is by having your nutrition dialed in and keep adding muscle to your body and raising um, that metabolic rate by mm-hmm. um, putting muscle on. I mean, and don't get me wrong. I do think cardio is good for like cardiovascular health and things like that, but mm-hmm. you don't have to, so many people definitely in America just want to kill themselves with cardio to make it happen fast and not realizing that putting themselves in a calorie deficit on top of all that exercise, that's putting them way farther into a calorie deficit is, is honestly doing them, you know, probably more harm than good. Definitely. I agree with you. And I've also seen it. Um, through my father, unfortunately, he developed um, sickness. Of course, everybody knows it, Parkinson's. And one of the mm-hmm. major things that his physiotherapists have been working on with him is like, rede- like developing his muscles so that he can age with the sickness a little bit better. So I've seen it through. I've I've done some research also on on the subject through my father and 
And I, I've also been forcing my mom to start, you know, doing some uh, muscular um, exercises because it will help like with their aging, you know? And I also never, I've, I've researched it on myself because I, I've never, I want to try to avoid that at all costs. I've seen how much she's like struggling and, and, and um, they definitely say that, you know, having more muscle will help you like with these types of sicknesses and, and, and combat them and so forth. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's definitely a good form of preventative mes- meth- uh, medicine in, in in my opinion for sure and also really helped with my mobility like you know when you're like you're squatting and you're you're, you're like I, I, at the moment now like I'm, I'm i'm squatting at the gym and then i need to squat to play lego with my son like i can like squat like for like an hour now while playing with him you know yeah. it it doesn't like like hurt me anymore to you know go down to the cupboard or like jump at the cupboard to get like a pot that I can't like I I used to call my husband to do these things for me but now I'm like I can do them myself like I just like pull my body up and like jump on things um we're like visiting like um the city of uh, Jerusalem a few months ago with my son and like we walked like a lot we did at least like 20,000 steps and at the end of the day he was like really tired like a seven-year-old doing 20,000 steps is a lot yeah and he just like didn't have like the strength to walk like the back to the car so i i was like so surprised with my strength like there was like two kilometers left and i literally just like put him on my back like he weighs like i think 27 kilos and i like walked two kilometers with him on my back like and it was really easy and like that type of like strength is so phenomenal and so like empowering it's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> so talk, so talking about, um, empowering. I, so I do understand that, um, you've created quite like the women's group and in developing a community that way. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. So when Corona hit, um, I noticed that like a lot of like women in my group were not, were losing like momentum and we're losing like motivation um when it came to like keeping up with their fitness because all the gym closed and you know you know how it went yeah so um i created this group called like women who lift israel so i and it started being only for women in israel but now we have women from all over the world that joined we're up to a community that is about 840 women wow. at the moment awesome good for you and <laughs> and basically we um uh, about like three weeks after I started the community, I had like um, an amazing woman, Tamar, that says like, I, I, I so believe in this community. I want like to join. Is that okay? Like, so I also was blessed with the best like co-admin ever. <laughs> and we're able to like really work together and grow this community together. And the point of the community is to like empower women Um through strength training through being strong so to shed lights on uh, to women on um what it is and the benefits of of being strong not only from like a medical perspective but also from like a confidence and like you know powerful um um side as well and um we have women from every single levels like beginners that like never strength trained ever to like women that like competed in the 
like Olympics that Olympic as Olympic weightlifters we had like the world champion in jiu-jitsu like this week uh, we interviewed like every every week we interview like a woman that will you know inspire other women to like be stronger and like every week I am just like as empowered and motivated by these women so I also created this like group at for selfish reasons, I want, I wanted to build myself like a community of amazing uh-huh. women that would, you know, like motivate me. And at the same time, like I want, I, I wanted other women to be motivated by them as well. So um, we have a lot of traction. We don't have any like type of discussions around like nutrition and diet. We kind of try to avoid that because we notice that it, you know, creates like clashes and conflicts and there's so much like baggage with the, when you start talking about nutrition and and um you know it, it comes usually it comes with like from an emotional side behavioral side that like we can't really address and it's actually not empowering at all <laughs> so i we try to focus more on like on 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 trying to um, get women to focus on health and being strong rather than you know the number on the scale or the number of calories burned per day it's going amazing that first of all that's awesome and it sounds like you're making like a really big um impact but so i am curious a a lot of women seem to be um hesitant about lifting weights about going to an actual gym um you know doing anything besides machines like touching barbell um activities those type of things what do you think are some of the i guess like issues that that um women face whenever they go to the gym or what are some of their struggles like what are the some things that you um commonly see well i think first of all like women are scared to like bulk up and like look like men like when they like start lifting weights and that's really like unfortunately not like an accurate i don't know how do you say like assessment it's not accurate like you will if you want to look like a man, you you need to take a lot of steroids to, to do that. <laughs> like when you lift the weight, you you will not end up being too muscular. Like it would take a, like a lot, a lot of work to get to that level. And some women like they do bodybuilding and like they love doing it, but like they have to really like, you know, work on with specific plans and certain substances to get to that. Um so like I tried to like educate women and like you know we had we had like um we had a few speakers that that uh, actually motivated women where where they like you know they looked like women they looked amazing and they've been like weightlifting like for years and we are like look like she does not look like a man she looks amazing you know like this fear is just like not real um aside from that I think women are like a little bit scared of starting out like it might not be only women but i think like it, it it's important to either like join a community uh like the crossfit community for example or a, another community of like some strength training where you have like at least like one trainer that will show you what to do because it's a little bit like scary like I, I would say for myself like to get into like a gym and just like start like weightlifting without like proper training or without proper technique like I would advise like when you start like to at least like either get a personal trainer or or or, like 
start with um with a group where you are sure to be able to to ask questions about technique like to to a trainer so um definitely like if you can afford it like if you if you can invest like a few months with a personal trainer that will like you know give you the confidence on how to approach the weights and how to use the weights and and so forth i think uh, it will be a good step yeah. yeah i i completely agree i can see i mean for men or women who um you know haven't been around the weight room walking in all the different movements there's you know there's so many little um cues and techniques that um you know make it safe for you to do it can be very overwhelming i mean because all of them are simple but all of them have little things that you have to do um you know to be safe if you want to um constantly improve on uh you know the amount of weight you lift and you know progressive and progress so i couldn't agree with you more that um if you're completely new never been in a weight room you should definitely um you know look at some reviews talk to some people get some references and find a good trainer who is not just gonna um keep you in there get you hurt um it, you definitely want to find someone that's reputable and you know a couple months with them and you can build a foundation in a couple months that um you can easily build off of on your own in my opinion um so i think that that is you know i think that's right on and i think it's really cool that um you have this community around you that has uh so much support and then you are showing them a bunch of different opportunities for exercise like you were saying like Olympic lifting and gym or not gymnastics, but, uh, uh, jujitsu and, you know, all sorts of different stuff. Have you, um, branched out into any of these other things or, or just the CrossFit? So before Corona, I was doing a lot of like basketball, um, basketball is so easy for me because I love the sport so much. So we had practices twice a week of an hour, an hour and a half each practice. Mm -hmm. And then a game every week on Thursdays, like it was about an hour, depending if there's overtime or not. But like I had like a good amount of cardio through basketball every every week. Yeah. And um, and this was lost because of Corona. So I started like running, although like I don't love it so much, but I feel like <laughs> um, <laughs> I want to have like this goal now of like running a half marathon. I know that like, I've heard of the previous like uh, interviews that you did um, with some of my uh, Instagram friends that you've also done a half marathon and then you're yeah. like, that's it, <laughs> no more. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I think that's what I want to do as well, like a half marathon and then that's it, <laughs> no more. Yeah, just to prove <laughs> yourself, I you get can to do that it. <laughs> Yeah. So right now I'm at like about 12K of running. Um, okay. and I'm slowly working up to it. You'll be there. I no didn't time. touch the subject. <laughs> I didn't touch this subject, but actually my, my husband also had bariatric surgery for oh, like wow. uh, 14 years ago. Um, and he, his love, um, is, is running. So he became a marathon runner. So I have like a lot of like motivation and let's say, um, pressure to be a runner as well. <laughs> <So> <laughs> from the husband <laughs> um and um, sometimes we have like date nights since like we can't really like 
eat and enjoy restaurants anymore like on our anniversaries instead of you know going to restaurants we go for runs <laughs> <laughs> and yeah he's nice he runs at my pace <laughs> yeah i mean you've probably heard me talk about my um wife being a runner too and she would yeah. she would love it if i was a runner and have a running partner but i just i can't do it i can't do it my husband has this dream that we will go to like, um, where's this Disneyland in Florida? There's like this, this uh, yeah. Disneyland marathon. Oh, he yeah. wants me to run that one day with him. That we'll would see. be, that would be <laughs> awesome. That would be great. Um, so that's one of, that's obviously one of your goals moving forward is to run that half marathon. Um, what are some of your other goals moving forward? Well, I, my goals um in for in me for me to like su succeed in my my journey i think i need to focus less on like the movement part because i feel i have it down and like i'm in love with like what i'm doing like i i work out for fun at this point it's like my social outing like i don't like skip it because you know i love it <laughs> what yeah. i definitely struggled these days with is like still like the nutrition part like i'm definitely not perfect and there's tons of room to improve there um i've noticed like with bariatric surgery me notice like my cultural like like cultural like events and behaviors and like that made me like um you know gain weight uh and different situations that i need to work on and um give you some examples for example like like a Jewish Orthodox and like every Friday, Friday sunset to, to Saturday sunset. I don't know if you know this, but we have like the day of rest called the, the, the Shabbat, the mm -hmm. Sabbath. And basically like during this day of rest, we spend a lot of family. So like picture like a Thanksgiving dinner every single week, <laughs> Friday oh, wow. and Saturday. We have it like every single week. And with bariatric surgery, it made me like realize like, wait, like how are these people eating for like two hours, like yeah. for two meals in a row, you know? Um, yeah. And uh, I, I noticed that like, you know, I've been eating out of like boredom, like most of the time at these meals and not from hunger and things like that. So I'm like really at this point trying to pinpoint different behaviors that I can change. Uh, in terms of um, my nutrition and my food and and where you know i'm like kind of like failing forward like i said like each time you know i'll pinpoint like a behavior around food like oh you know like friday night like instead of like sitting at the table and like you know eating from boredom i like you know change my behavior and i'll like help more with the dishes or like help more with the serving and like be less like just sitting on the table I'll go play with the kids or things like that like so at this point in my journey what I struggle with is still like you know behavior around food and every single day I'm learning a little bit more about myself and you know what I can improve in that aspect yeah um, <laughs> that's a major part of your fitness journey is learning more and more about yourself I mean you have to you know, everybody's different. Everybody's fitness journey is different, but the main thing you have to do is learn about yourself, learn, you know, kind of what your uh, overused word, but what your triggers are, what, you know, mm -hmm. um, 
what makes you overeat and avoid those things. And once Mm -hmm. you do that, you know, that's when you start to make progress. And from then it is just, you know, discipline. Like I know the things that are going to set me down a bad path. So then I have to be disciplined to stay away from those things. You have some examples that like some of your triggers, for example. Oh yeah, I definitely have some, um, things like, uh, well, honestly my biggest trigger, and I think I've said it before on the show is just carbs. Like I have, um, Mm. I don't, I do not, I'll preface this with saying like, I do not think, um, carbs are bad. I don't think that at all, Mm -hmm. but for me personally, carbs are the food group that I overeat on. And so Mm -hmm. if I start eating like a bag of potato chips, I'll eat the whole bag. Or, you know, if there's like donuts, like, I'm not the person who can grab one donut out of the box and have 10. I mean, I can choose not, I can choose to have zero, right? That's Mm -hmm. not a problem for me. But if I have one, then one almost always leads to three or four. And Mm -hmm. that's just, that's the slippery like slope that I get on. And um, as far as my nutrition, that's the biggest one. Like I have no, I seriously have no problem every day eating the exact same thing, the healthy food, like my meal prep that I do, I could eat the same thing for the next six months every single day and would not affect me at all. But Mm -hmm. take me to like a social gathering and, you know, then tell me like, you can have like a little bit of this. And then the next thing, you know, like I got like four plate loads of pizza and brownies and cookies and you know I just don't I don't know there's something about my personality it's almost like addictive like it doesn't stop like it's like I'm a drug addict when I start I just like want to take it all at the when same you time the carbs. <laughs> yeah yeah and well I mean it's yeah. not just carbs it is food like in general but the carbs are the biggest thing that I tend to have a problem with mm-hmm. I and, noticed personally like with carbs at night like I also have this thing like this is what I'm working on right now. I had pinpoint like a trigger. I pinpointed this trigger and it's really hard at this moment for me to break it, but I'm working on breaking it, which is basically like after, you know, day is over when my son is finally like asleep and I have like this chill time for myself, I can decide to like, you know, put on some Netflix and start munching on things. And usually the munching is like on carbs. <laughs> yeah. Or I can decide, you know, to go to bed early, like read a good book, like some self-development or, you know, like listen to a good podcast, like your podcast and then, and then go to bed. Um, And I usually choose the right of the Netflix and munchies, (laughs) which I'm trying to break this pattern. Like I, I'm trying to really like break this pattern and like, you know, like at this, it's really like every day at a time, like every day I like make a note whether I was able to like break the pattern or not. And every week I like, I assign, I I assess like, okay, how many days was I able to go to sleep early? Like how many days was I able not, you know, um, get into these cravings. And it's like one day at a time, you know? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I can tell you another one of my triggers or, or more so patterns is, I can tell you from how my um, Sunday goes, how my entire week will go. Because Mm. if I'm super dedicated on Sunday and I get my podcast edited and put out, I 
um, do all my meal prep. And when I say all my meal prep, not like halfway do it, like I do everything that I'm supposed to, then Mm -hmm. I will be 100% spot on. No questions asked. Mm -hmm. Because if I almost always, very, very, very rarely will I make a mistake when I have my when I have a better option available right like Mm. if my breakfast is prepped and like perfect example is last week um I overslept I got up my breakfast was not prepped I did not do my meal prep correctly so then that led to me going to like the local convenience store and then Mm -hmm. uh to like to get breakfast after like on my first break at work and it was donuts and not something good you know, but mm-hmm. if my if that food would have been there prepped in the refrigerator like it typically is, it would have been literally nothing else besides eating like an hour later than normal. And, um, you know, so as long as I can put in that dedication and pre-planning and in the work um, on Sunday and then, you know, usually I meal prep again on like Wednesday or Thursday, as long as I, I do those two days and it's only like and it's like two hours on Sunday, maybe an hour on Wednesday. So three hours out of my entire week, if I can be dedicated yeah. during that time and do the stuff and not procrastinate, then my week is almost a hundred percent dialed in. And what, what kind of food do you prep? Are you also high protein? Uh, yeah, I'm, um, I'm very high protein. Um, mm-hmm. I do something it's called, uh, it's basically called the vertical diet and it's um it's more focused around like sports specific so like bodybuilding kind of stuff Mm -hmm. um it is it's a lot of red meat a lot of um rice sweet potatoes um vegetables in the form of like uh uh different kind of peppers and stuff like that um it's uh it's very specific but it's also for a very specific goal, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and I really enjoy it. Like, I mean, there is a recipe that's called monster mash and it's essentially just uh, Jasmine rice, um, ground beef with uh, peppers that are chopped up and like sauteed and spinach on top of that. And then you wow. put like chicken broth inside of it and you just kind of mix it all up and it's, absolutely delicious with like it sounds amazing <laughs> yeah i mean it's like the it's most ba- filling <laughs> it's almost it's like the most basic of meals and it takes me you know no time really to do that meal prep and you know it's great and it fills me up and i have no problems with it and that's why i will choose that over going out to eat with my coworkers or even like a free lunch at work if it's pizza mm-hmm. or whatever i'll choose that over that over that other stuff any day as long as it's ready and available. To it's prepped. Yep. All right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And that's just me knowing myself, you know, like, you know, a lot of people will be like, oh, you have so much self-control. And it's like, I really don't, you know what I mean? If I had self-control, then I could eat one donut or I could eat one piece of pizza and not have to worry about like binge eating all this stuff. But I don't have that self-control and I know that. So I just don't do it. I eat the things that I have ready. Amazing. So you like learned yourself and what you needed in order to be more successful, which is meal prepping in your case. Yeah. And I, I think that looks different from, for everybody in, Mm -hmm. you know, in their journey, but 
you know, it's the same principle. It's all about learning yourself what you can handle um, personally. And it's like Mm -hmm. the diets, right? Like, I don't think there's anything wrong with keto. I don't think there's anything wrong with being a vegan. I don't think there's anything wrong with any of them. As long as that suits your personality, your, you know, your body, that type of stuff. If you, you know, if you have trouble with carbs and you can eat keto and live a perfectly happy life, you know, I'm all for it. Great. Um, Because some people just, you know, they're not like attracted to carbs. That's not what they want. And if that's the case, then that's the case. Whatever works for you works for you. And, you know, that's just very much my mindset. Uh oh, we're we've <laughs> okay. Okay, we had some we had some technical <laughs> difficulties. I just went on like a three minute rant about whatever works for you works for you, whether that's whether that's keto or or being a vegan. Whatever works for you works for you. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Perfect. So, um, kind of wrapping this thing up here. Um, I want to give you a chance to answer the question that I ask everybody. If you've listened to the show, you already know what the question is. Um, if you could give, you know, the listeners of the show one simple, simple piece of advice to help them um, along their weight loss journey, what would it be? So I think like it's to be compassionate with yourself. Like, I think you need to be like focused and have a plan, but also remember that we are all human. And this means that we will all fail at some point in our journey and it's normal and it's okay because failing gives us the opportunity to learn about ourselves and what like like you just said what works best for us it gives us the opportunity to improve ourselves and like you said i like i don't believe in one plan fits all and you need to figure out like what your macros are like the the best that like your the best macros that your body reacts to like what types of movements you love, what types of habits or events triggered bad eating habits. And it's honestly all an individual learning process that takes time and trial and error. Mm -hmm. I even like celebrate my failures, like when I extract some type of like better understanding of myself from them. Um, Yeah, like the the path to success is not linear. And the most important thing is to try to be better than you were yesterday and learn and grow from your mistakes. Absolutely. And 1% better every day. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All and right. just like find a community. Like uh, we didn't talk about really the, um, the Instagram community or like, you know, the CrossFit community, like find people that will cheer you on and, you know, like motivate you and be there for you and, and keep you going. Like community is also important. Absolutely. And everyone's welcome to join our our group, uh, Women's Who Lift Israel. Well, women, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Women Who Lift Israel, like you're welcome to join us. (laughs) Yeah, that's what um, the the community aspect is huge. And I've said it before on the show, but a lot of people, um, they just don't have a community around them like locally. Or, you know, maybe they can't afford CrossFit or maybe they can't, um, there's not a community that they feel, uh, you know, brought into, but the Instagram community, Facebook community, all those different things, Mm -hmm. um, can 
kind of like step in and fill that void, you just have to find the community that works for you. And there's hundreds and hundreds of them, right? And not everyone's going to be for everybody. Um, but I would definitely encourage any of the listeners who are female and are interested in lifting or want to lift or just want to get healthier, stronger, um, definitely check out this community. Um, I'm, I'm absolutely sure that it would help you out in some way. And so tell everybody where to find that again. So we're a Facebook community. So just type in Facebook, uh, women who lift Israel and you'll find us. Uh, you can also find me on Instagram and um, I have a link to the community on my bio. And on Instagram, I'm called Hakol is beautiful. H-A-K-O-L is beautiful. Hakol means everything. So like the translation is everything is beautiful from Hebrew. <laughs> but yeah. That's really cool. And I will link that in the, um, in the description on the podcast. And I will, um, when I make my social media posts, I will put it in there so that everyone can find you, follow along with your journey, follow along with your um, path to, to getting strong and jacked and doing all these CrossFit Olympic movements <laughs> that, I, that I see you doing. Um, I, I'm super hyped every time I see you doing because uh, lifting is really one of my passions. And, um, you know, I love seeing people who are new to lifting, exploring it. I mean, I've never been the strongest guy in the room. I've never been, you know, the best technique, but it's just always something that, uh, you know, that I've loved. And, um, you know, I'm in the process of like building kind of my own home gym in, in moving it to a different part of my house and, and getting more equipment. And that's just like what excites me. So seeing someone new to it, uh, um, really, <laughs> you know, really working hard, you know, I think it's great and I'm happy to see it. So everybody should definitely check you out and follow along with your journey. Um, but also shameless plug, I started the, uh, hungry for success, um, Facebook community, private Facebook group for, um, any of our listeners, uh, Sarah, you should feel free to join. I will give you a link to that. And you know, it's just, uh, some accountability between the listeners. I check in, um, I just started checking in like, with, you know, basically my weigh-ins weekly and, you know, talk about how my week went. And, mm-hmm. you know, I encourage other people to do that too. If they don't feel comfortable sharing their weight, they can just share how their week went. And um, it's a, it is a small group, but it's a, you know, a good place where everyone can give feedback and encouragement and keep everybody going along the right path on their journey. I'll definitely join. Thank you. I've I've really enjoyed all of your podcasts so far. I usually they really help me during my runs because like it's a struggle to keep motivated while, <laughs> while running. And like it just popped one of your podcasts and I actually got to learn, you know, I've I was um I've been Instagram friends with a lot of uh the people you interviewed and I got to learn their journey and and you know like got super motivated from from all of of the people you interviewed i really really enjoyed every single podcast and keep going thank you so much uh, for what you're doing for this community it's really amazing awesome thank you uh and i i really appreciate you being on the show it was really fun thank you
You're welcome. Bye. All right, guys, that is it. Thank you for tuning in to the Hungry for Success podcast. Thanks to Sarah again for being on the show. Um, you guys make sure that um, you go check out the Hungry for Success Facebook community. If you want to link to that, you can DM me or you can just search it on Facebook. Um, also, we're getting ready to wrap up 2020. Make sure you're working towards those 2021 goals and uh, just stay hungry. Um, keep fighting and we will see you next week.